Hey everyone, Pastor Pot again for episode 19 with your weekly reminder that Jesus loves stoners. So if you love Jesus and weed, you found the right show for you. If that is you, please head on over to Instagram and YouTube and like, follow, and subscribe to those. And that way you can keep in contact with me and stay up to date on all the updates with the Pastor Pot show. If that's not you, stick around for the episode and hear me out. See what I have to say and then decide on if you hate me or if you love me. Either way, I love you. Today, though, I'm going to be talking about your dreams and your goals in life. We all have goals, whether it's to make money, buy a house, a car, or just have enough weed that you never have to worry about running out again. But what really destroys your goals and dreams, it's not the job you currently have. Doesn't matter if you have a minimum wage job or if you're CEO of a huge company. It's not your current situation where you're at. What it is, it's doubt. Doubt will destroy any dreams you have faster than anything else on this planet. As soon as doubt gets in your mind, it starts just gnawing away at it until it is taken over and you feel like you can't go back to that dream that you previously had. Our mindset is what makes or breaks us a majority of the time. When we do not stay in the right mindset, it's easy to lose focus on what your goals really are. Beyond that, However, a negative mindset will drastically pull you away from your goals. So how often have we sat there and we've been saving up for something that we want, but then we're walking around a store and we see something that we don't really want, but it's a great deal. So we use some of the money that we were saving for what we really wanted for whatever that great deal was. And I kind of relate that to doubt a little bit because Once you do get home and you get that thing set up a day later, a week later, however long, it's no longer wanted as much. It's no longer as fun if it was something that was a luxury. Um, I mean, spending money on a brisket. I'm from Oklahoma. I'm originally from Oklahoma, but I mean, briskets got expensive recently. But saving up for something like that and then spending the money on that or, you know what I mean? Just not spending the money where it goes. Once it's gone, it's gone. And then it's that doubt of why did I do that? And then you have the remorse of why did I do that? And what should I have done? Why did I, why did I say for this? Now I got to make that money up again. And then you start doubting yourself. Well, now I'm going to have to work twice as hard to get that, to get to where I need to be. And you start letting that doubt start chipping away and just pulling at you and just really just pulling at the character of who you are and keeps you from achieving those dreams that you want to achieve and that you are striving for on a daily basis. Dr. Carol Dweck Puts it a little differently, but I think it's the same general meaning, though. She uses the terms fixed and closed mindset. So a fixed mindset in the article, it was actually from Forbes, I'll include it in the link, says that a fixed mindset is someone who believes that someone is born with a talent or they receive a gift 
for their talent, but they also believe that there is a set limit to their talents. Whereas a growth mindset, however, is a mindset that is set on growth and learning, expanding and honing skills throughout life without any limit cap on them. If you have a growth mindset, you believe that you can grow as long as you work toward it. But what does the Bible actually say about growth mindsets and keeping a positive mindset? The verse I went to for this is actually Philippians 4.13. I'm sure most of us know it already, but I'm going to read it anyways. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is true. You can do anything through Christ. We should be willing to do anything for him because it is only through him that we are able to accomplish our dreams and desires. I mean, yeah, sure. There's plenty of people out there that have everything that they ever wanted. And we all know somebody that seems like they have everything and never want for a thing in the world. I mean, an easy one to pick on, honestly, is the Hollywood elites. They all have millions upon millions of dollars and they have everything they could have ever wanted. They have all the people around them. Everybody does whatever they say. They, they are called Hollywood elites and celebrity elites for a reason. But at the same time, a lot of them are very, and I'm not saying every single one of them, but a lot of them are very self-centered people. And a lot of them will openly mock and openly deny God on a moment's notice. There's not many Christian celebrities that are actually open about their faith. But recently I saw an interview, it was Mark Wahlberg, I think it was on Good Morning America or something like that. I just saw the clip, so I don't know which show it was actually on. But it was on Ash Wednesday. I'm sure most of you have seen the clip by now where he's sitting there and he's had already been through mass and I'm not Catholic, so I'm not even going to go into it. I don't understand everything with Ash Wednesday from a Catholic's point of, or perspective, but I do understand the fasting and things like that. He was open about it and he openly stated that he doesn't cram it down somebody's throat, but at the same time, he doesn't deny his faith. How many Hollywood elites deny their faith and openly mock God, but yet we still like everything they post on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever social media site it is. We buy whatever they endorse. And why are we supporting people that are openly mocking and openly denying God? He goes on in the interview to say too with his kids that he does raise them to make their own decisions when it comes to belief that he doesn't force it down their throat, but he's there to answer questions. Um, that's not the perspective I take. Uh, I have raised my kids in church, but each person has their own convictions. And I understand that. One thing I do know after listening to the interview with Mark Wahlberg is I've already respected him quite a bit as an actor, but after hearing what he said, respected him even more that he openly on a platform with millions of people did not go against his faith. 
he very easily could have waited. I don't know that, but uh, to go to mass, but he did it before the show. So it is definitely something that gained a lot of respect. I wish more celebrities had the same perspective. And I did find out also after doing a little bit of more research for this episode that Mark Wahlberg did actually use weed at one point. Um, but it was his quitting weed that led him to church, which is really great. I, the story that came from it, uh, cause I'm one of those people that once I learn one small thing, I want to kind of go through and learn everything I can about it. And why did he quit smoking? Was there a certain reason? Did he feel convicted about smoking? What was it? So I did a little bit of research and I guess there's several articles about it, but he was in town one day and his daughter smelled something and asked what that was. And it was weed. So he said it was a skunk. His daughter replied with, well, daddy smells like that sometimes. And that was his reasoning for quitting, which I can understand. Um, if the smell, if you find the smell offensive. And so I do understand that, but it was him quitting smoking weed that led to him not partying, which led him to go to church. Uh, I don't know if he went to church previously before that or not, but this also shows weeds, not for everybody, not all cannabis users are medical users. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm probably 92% of the time, strictly medical. But we have all had that long week that just never ends. When Friday finally gets there, all you want to do is get your mind to stop going 100 miles an hour so you smoke an extra bowl. You know what? Sure. Go for it. How much better is smoking an extra bowl or having an extra joint than going to the fridge and grabbing a beer or going and eating a 2,000 calorie dinner that you don't need just because you're trying to eat away your emotions of a long week. There's so many better options that you can do. And me personally, I believe cannabis is one of those better options. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a beer now and then. I know several people that do. And as long as you're not convicted with having a beer or two, then that is between you and God. I've said it on my show before and I'll say it again. Everything I do is between me and God and it needs to be the same with you. If you feel convicted about a single sip of beer, then don't drink. If you feel convicted about just one hit, don't take a hit. But if you've talked to God and the conviction's not there, and you're doing it for the right reasons. One, cannabis is from God. But follow your conviction. Follow what God is telling you. Like I said last week, follow his lead. When he taps you on the shoulder and says something, you need to listen. He's not that annoying kid from school that wanted to talk to you all day or the guy that stops you at the grocery store that wants to tell you his entire life story when you're in a rush. If he's talking, 
you need to sit down and shut up and listen. But I kind of went on a rabbit trail, so I'm going to get back on to the main point of this episode. The fear, the I don't know what ifs, this might not work, I don't know if we can do this, it might be hard. All those are going to destroy your dream so fast, you won't even know that you had a dream to begin with. You have to get that out of your life. If you have to block those thoughts in the back of your mind that you can't do this, or it's not going to work out, or it's hard, or whatever it is, if you don't get those out of your mind, your dreams will never accomplish. This episode is coming straight from my heart. I've lived with so much doubt for so long that I thought I couldn't achieve my dreams anymore. I had allowed myself doubt to take such control over my life <clears throat> that I weighed over 400 pounds and I was in, I was content with just taking handfuls of pills every couple hours. I couldn't stay awake. I, being, I remember falling asleep when my daughter was trying to dance and sing for me some praise and worship music that was on TV one day. I wasn't a father. I wasn't a husband, I wasn't a friend, I wasn't anything. The only thing I was, was content with dying. I was 37 years old, laying in my lazy boy all day long, content with the thought of death. I wanted to die every single day back then. My thought, probably for the 15 years leading up to it from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed was why did God wake me up today? And it wasn't why did God wake me up today and let's go do it. It was why couldn't he have taken me last night? I didn't want to see the next sunrise anymore. I was tired of seeing sunrises because I let doubt control my body and my mind so much that I wanted death because I thought death would hurt less than having to live the life I was living at the time. Crazy thing is, I thought, you know what? If I'm dying anyways, I might as well smoke. All my life, I thought weed was bad. I thought it gave you this amazing head rush where it felt like you're on top of the world all the time and stuff like that. And it does. I mean, it gives you an amazing head rush from time to time. But medically, it does so much more for me. But I just had that mindset of if I'm going to die anyways, I mean, might as well smoke. Maybe I can get my mind off of it for a few minutes. So I started. And you know what? It did. It started taking my mind off those doubts. I would not constantly think about wanting to die. I wouldn't just sit in my chair. The weirdest thing started happening. I was living the stoner stereotype before the very first molecule of THC from a plant ever touched my body. 
It wasn't until I began smoking and becoming a stoner that I started having a normal life again. I started going around and realizing, oh crap, it's dinner. I never even took my med my pain meds from lunch. And then I started realizing that my blood pressure was getting really low. Well, it's because I was still on blood pressure medicine, but I was losing weight and I was active and I was moving and I was doing stuff. But here's the greatest thing about it. I started noticing these little tiny things that were happening. And little by little, they started replacing the doubts. It started to replace doubt with hope. And then hope became a goal. And then I started achieving goals. And then I became more hopeful. And then I'd go days without wishing I was dead. I'd go weeks thanking God every day for waking me up. And slowly but surely, all these little doubts that were just destroying my brain and just picking away at me and eating away at me. They all started getting replaced with goals and hopes and dreams and desires and places I wanted to go, people I wanted to meet, things I wanted to do. More importantly, things I wanted to do for God again. It wasn't until I found cannabis that I actually fell in love with God. I got my degree in evangelism a few years before um, I think it was 2016, 2017 that I got my degree, but I didn't love God until after I saw him in this mindset. And as I began to smoke and as I began to have more reflection time with him, I began to fall in love with God truly for the first time in my life. I ran from opportunities to serve in churches, to actually serve in a position of leadership where I would be preaching or anything like that. And now I'm hosting a show about God and cannabis. It's pretty amazing for me to think about that Two years ago, if you would have said I was going to make a podcast about God and weed, I would have laughed in your face. One, I wouldn't have made one about God two years ago. And if I would have made one about weed, it would have been anti-weed. But God changes us. I was able to get off through of all my medication through cannabis use and exercise and diet and things along those lines. But at the same time, we also got to understand that not everything is the best. Not all of us can smoke and function throughout the day. We all have that friend that 
they take one or two hits, and then next thing you know, they're looking a giraffe in the eyeball. But then you have that friend that it seems like they are doing dabs from the second they wake up until they go to bed, and they function better than the highest functioning person you know. We all have our different levels of what we can really do when we smoke. So we need to find what our tolerance points are and stay within your tolerance. If, if you know you can take a hit and still go function and go do whatever you got to do, go do what you got to do. I'm not saying drive, uh, not advocating for that whatsoever, but what I am saying is, you know, your limits don't go beyond your limits and don't, don't put yourself in any kind of trouble or any kind of danger. But then I found cannabis. At first, I liked the head high. That's why I smoked. It wasn't for my back pain or my PTSD. I would take a couple of hits and forget everything for just a few minutes. But then I noticed that I was up out, out of my chair. I didn't fall asleep in church. Yes, even pastors are guilty of it from time to time. I was playing with my kids again. And then it was, oh, it's dinner. I forgot to take my lunchtime medication. I didn't know what was happening, really. But looking back, it was all hope. I started to slowly replace my doubts with hope. And then hopes were replaced with dreams. And now those dreams are my goals. One goal each of you listening can help me with is to share my podcast and head on over to patreon.com forward slash pastor pot. And if you can support the show and become part of the congregation for 10 bucks a month as part of the congregation, you get access to my discord, but you also will be the first to know about any news that comes up with me. Um, so any new giveaways, anything like that, I do want to start giving back to my patrons. Um, but yeah, if you guys could, please head on over to Patreon. Help me get that 75 patrons by the end of the year. Or head on over to YouTube or Instagram. Share one of my pages with somebody you know that you think might like it. Just help me get my name out there if you could. But like I said, that is one of my goals. If I don't get there, God didn't want me at 75 patrons this year. And that's how I'm going to look at it. But I'm still going to praise him. I think all too often we do set goals and you know what? Not every goal is going to be achieved. It's just not, but that's okay too. It's how you rebound from that goal because what your goal was that you didn't achieve could leave lead to such a greater goal that you never thought was achievable. But that goal that you didn't achieve down here, was just a stepping stone to get you to the ultimate goal. I want to help people get to their goals. And the best way I know I can do that is through prayer. So once again, reach out to me. If you have any kind of prayer request, please reach out to me. I'll be happy to pray for you. When it comes to your goals, you can do it. Yes, we did help me turn my doubts and the goals. But on the other hand, quitting is what led Mark Wahlberg back to the church. 
it sounds like from the articles that I've read. Weed isn't for everyone. I mean, like I said earlier, we all have those friends that can't do it. But we do have those that can. I mean, how many of us see on TV all the time the stoner stereotype is the lazy guy eating Doritos sitting in his couch? I mean, we've all been there before. But I know more people that have never smoked weed in their life that fit that stereotype than stoners do. I also know more stoners that shatter the stoner stereotype on a daily basis with what they do for a living and who they are as people and just what they do for their communities. It is not what people said it was. It's not what the dare officer kept telling us that it was. It wasn't going to mess us up. It wasn't, what's that show? Um, Reefer Madness. False outlooks like that are what really make it harder for us to overcome these stereotypes even today. I mean, so many states have it just completely legal now, but we're still having to fight stereotypes. I mean, one of the reasons is we have too many people that are scared to say, yeah, I smoke weed. What's the big deal? I know one of the problems is that if you're open about it, a lot of people can lose their jobs. And a lot of state employees, definitely federal employees, can't talk about it. All that's got to change. But what it's going to need is people like pastors and deacons and lawyers and people who can't. I, I don't know if a lawyer can lose their job for smoking or not, but or lose their bar. <clears throat> but people that their jobs aren't going to be affected that are high-functioning members of society that they got to quit being afraid of the repercussions of what people are going to think. Because eventually, people are going to realize that this is a medicine from plant, or from God, that was given to us through a plant. It's not some pill that's fabricated somewhere in a factory by man. This is a medicine that God gave us. God gave us this medicine to use it. But we're relying on a man or a woman, sorry, to make something better than what God created. Don't you see the issues in that? We're saying that we can do it better than God. Name one thing that you can do better than God. I'll wait. I mean, I hope you haven't listed anything. I'll wait a little longer just so you can think about it. Do you think of anything? Because I can't think of one. I can't even be the best version of me without God. So why do I think I can do anything better than him? What makes me think 
or anybody think that they can do anything better than him. I mean, you got to remember in Genesis one twenty nine, God did give us dominion over the plant and the seed. So he gave us dominion to grow and harvest and use our medicine. He didn't say in Genesis one twenty nine, give it to Frank over there and he'll go mix up a bunch of stuff and then mix that stuff together to mix up a bunch of other stuff and then they'll have to find a way to make this up and that'll that'll work better if you can find that in the bible somewhere please tell me now i have to say i am pastor pot i am a fictional character in a hypothetical world i'm not saying to get off any medication or go against doctor's orders or anything like that if you are on any kind of medication I want you to stay on your medication. If you are following any kind of doctor's orders for any reason, I'm not saying to stop those doctor's orders. I am just talking about life experiences of Pastor Pot. It helped me. It may not help you, but you have to do what's right for you and you have to follow your doctor's recommendations. Talk to your doctor if you're going to start doing this, like anything, because there's some medicines that I was on that did not do good whenever I did start smoking. But yeah, do what's best for you. Do what's going to be safe for you. For me, this is the right thing. It's not for everybody. I mean, like I said, we all know that person that smokes more than they should, and they probably shouldn't, but that's between them and God. That person's convictions to God may not be the same as yours, and the amount of weed they smoke and what they feel convicted about smoking may not be the same as what you are. How many people feel convicted that just smoking one hit will ruin your life we all have different levels like i said of where our conviction puts us and i think a lot of it comes with our spiritual maturity as well 10 years ago the 92 percent for medical would have probably been 50 50 because i lived for me back then but now, I do it for my medicine. Like I said, there is the occasional time. But even that, in a way, can be looked at as medicine. I just wanted my brain to quiet down. How many different pills do we have that that is their entire purpose? But yet, once again, God already gave it to us. We just want to look past it sometimes. Moving on to quote today, I could not pick just one. So I ended up with two and they both go with doubt. I'll be 100% honest. I have no idea who these people are. Um, so I hope I don't mess up their names, but it's Khalil Gibran. For the first one is doubt is a pain 
Sorry, that is a pain too lonely to know that faith is his twin brother. So let me say that again. Doubt is a pain too lonely to know that faith is his twin brother. Polar opposites. But he was so lonely that he couldn't think of it. I want to be faith. I don't want to be doubt anymore. I won't be doubt anymore. I'm going to be faith from now on. Now, the second one is from Ram Doss. And one of the ego's favorite paths of resistance is to fill you with doubt. Egos can catch up to you quick. Um, I know egos keep us from doing and achieving a lot. Fight through your ego. Don't let your ego win. Keep faith. Have goals. And just remove any little bit of doubt that you have. Before I close, I love each of you. And thank you all for listening. But I want to say if you have any prayer requests or show ideas or guest ideas, or if you want to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me. Uh, I know I'm a small show, but if you know anybody that is looking for any kind of sponsors or shows to sponsor or anything like that, please share my show with them. Um, please, like I said earlier, please help me get the word out. This weekend, uh, I know Thursday's coming up, 420. I hope everybody has a great, wonderful, safe day. Definitely get out there, get around to your local dispos, and take advantage of some of those deals. I'm already seeing some of the deals. Y'all, the dispo deals on 420 in Oklahoma have nothing. I mean, they are, I'm sorry, they are amazing. They are, I mean, it's Black Friday for stoners out here. That's the only way I can put it. I was trying to think of what to say, but y'all, it is Black Friday for stoners out here right now. So get out there and get taken advantage of some of these deals. Chronic Palooza is also going on this weekend up in Oklahoma City. So I will be there for a little bit. I don't know how long I'll be there or what time, but if you're there and you hear this, come look for me. A big, bald, tattooed guy. Kind of hard to miss. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm sorry it, was, it felt a little rougher to me. But I hope you guys still enjoyed it. And um, send me some feedback. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't. Anyways, I love you. And Lord, thank you so much for these people. And I just pray that you fill them with hope and pride. Or not pride, but hope. And just the drive to get to their goals. And take away their doubts, Lord. Take away anything that will put the seed of doubt in their mind. Don't let that seed turn into anything. Just destroy that seed and move it away from them, Lord, so that they can obtain those goals. They can obtain the love that they have for you. And they can finally reach what you want for them. The funny thing is, we have so many goals in life, but it's like the ones that fail are the ones that weren't following you the goals that we have for that follow you are so much greater than we could have ever made for goals for ourselves but only through you and through faith in you 
you allow us to achieve those goals, Lord. And I just pray that you keep that faith in these listeners and that they turn and they look at you and they just praise you for every step of the way, for every small victory and every even every defeat. I still pray that they, they just bring out praises in your name. I pray that every day we get closer to you and learn to love you more and love each other more and let hate and doubt and fear out of our lives. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a great day and a wonderful week. I cannot wait to see you all back for episode 20.